And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones and Tim Moore, and we're transmitting live in this wonderful station. And we hope that you can share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us and be part of today's program as we have a program prepared for you today that we type of fulfilled visions as we continue to make our way through the book of Ezekiel. So we encourage you to join us for today's program. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Tim Moore if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Yes, Father, we just pray that you will bless this time we have together and uh, that all who are listening will be encouraged, uh, will be edified if they are already in the church of Jesus Christ. And those who are listening who may not know your son will be drawn to put their faith in him. We pray that everything we say and everything we always do brings glory and honor to you in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Again, you're tuning to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan, Joan, and Tim Moore as we're talking about fulfilled vision. But before we continue, I want to welcome my two guests and co-hosts to the program, Nathan Moore and, uh, excuse me, uh, Nathan Jones and Tim Moore. Tim, it's great to have you on. I almost got you mixed up with Nathan. Oh, uh, that happens all the time. We look so much alike. So, I'm glad <laughs> to be here. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are like twins. That's what it is, Tim. Exactly right. I'm, Wonderful. I'm the Schwarzenegger, though, and he's the Danny DeVito. <laughs> there you go. Exactly right. He's, he's been working out more than me lately. <laughs> it's great to have you guys on. Nathan, it's great to have you on as well. You too, brother. You too. I'm looking forward to our topic. Well, we're so excited. Uh, we just finished our conference a few weeks ago, and we were together live. And uh, I know that's being it's doing well on YouTube and the different um, sources where it's being distributed. But Nathan, just in case someone is new to a program and, and is not aware of the ministry or where they can get these resources, can you share with that for us? Well, sure. We're all evangelists with Layman Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We do that in a variety of different ways primarily through our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which is now in its 22nd season. Uh, we also are, uh, excuse me, 20th season. Yes, 20th season. And you go to our website at christinprophecy.org. We have a wealth of articles and videos. We have uh, a newsletter you can sign up for. Check us out on social media, all the major ones. And uh, if you want to know about what Vic was talking about, our Storm Warning, the Urgency of the Rapture Bible Prophecy Conference, which aired in July, you can see that on our Christ in Prophecy YouTube channel. And soon we'll have them on episodes of Christ in Prophecy airing in September and October. That is very exciting. Tim, also, uh, Nathan, share some good news about the uh, Pray app. Yes, we are soon going to be featured on the Pray app, which is Pray.com. And they are tremendously uh, engaged throughout the world with a number of various evangelical ministries where people can stream content. And so we're excited about our weekly television program, our podcast. And some of the things, much of the material we have even in our archives will be available to people streaming on their phone, their iPad, their computer, anywhere they go. And that really is how more and more young people are connecting with content, especially even for ministry. So we're very excited to be a part of that. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Tim. And thank you, Nathan, for filling us in. Again, for those of you that are part of our program, these are great resources for you to take advantage of and to grow in your knowledge of Bible prophecies. We encourage you to check those things out. Uh, Nathan and Tim, also, before we continue, there's a lot of things every week going on in our country, in America, 
uh, the news, all over the news, people have been shaken up with the situation that just took place when they uh, uh, basically stormed uh, uh, Donald Trump's uh, ex-president's uh, location here in Florida, in Mar-a-Lago. And we believe that that's a sign of turmoil in government, as the Bible tells us, nations against nations in Matthew 24. What are your thoughts on that, Tim? Well, I think that it is just yet another sign of the times. And, and more than that, single incident, it is just yet another example of government that is, has lost control of itself, or at least its self-restraint, I should say, and is no longer reflecting, by and large, the will of the people. I mean, we are not here to defend Donald J. Trump. He has lawyers that can do that. But we're here to observe that our government no longer seems to trust the American people. They have labeled many Americans as traitors just for questioning some of their actions. Uh, folks, that's very American. That's how we became an independent nation. We questioned the actions of a, a king across the Atlantic Ocean. And so many have come to this country from all nations of the world to who become an American because they wanted the freedom to have ordered liberty, not just unfettered lack of restraint, but ordered liberty with a government that has limitations on its power. And of late, our government does not like limitations on its power. So this administration and many individuals leading in the various agencies in Washington want absolute uncontrol or lack of control on their power, and they're wielding it very uh, heavily. And again, not just on Donald J. Trump, on individuals. We can give you many examples of people who have come under the, uh, the thumb, if you will, of our government. And that's a very dangerous sign, but one that Scripture talks about. And it, it indicates that we collectively as a world are moving toward a one world government where a single individual, the Antichrist, will have sway over the entire globe. Mm, excellent point. Thank you, Tim. And, and yes, we, we, we're seeing an alarming number of people uh, really uh, uh, having difficulties with what's going on in our government, in our world. Uh, Nathan, of course, you, you have uh, spoken oftentimes regarding uh, America and its future, and we don't find America in Bible prophecy necessarily, right, Nate? No, we don't. Uh, it's silent. Actually, all the New World countries are silent. There might be a hint of it in Ezekiel 38 and 39, where it talks about the long, young lions of Tarshish sitting and watching Russia and other invaders try to destroy Israel. Uh, Tarshish was the ends of the world, so it could be the New World colonies. But for the most part, you're absolutely right. Specifically, the United States is not mentioned at all in Bible prophecy, but it is generally. And generally, it says that in the end times, all the nations of the world will surrender their authority to the Antichrist Empire, and they will be part of his army, and they will all the armies of the world will come down to try to destroy Jerusalem and uh, just kill all the Jews on the planet. So horrible, horrible stuff coming ahead. But, brother, that's that's the United States. That's America is part of that prophecy, along with every country in the world. Yeah, thank you so much for that quick update. And we want to encourage those of you that are part of the program, pray for our country, pray for our leadership. Uh, like we're noticing, things are not falling apart, but they're falling in place, as we often say. And we see Bible prophecy being fulfilled right before our eyes. And that was the case uh, with the prophet Ezekiel. As we've been looking at Ezekiel chapter 12, uh, we noticed certain prophecies there, certain visions. And God reminded the people that what he said is going to happen will happen. So as we turn to Ezekiel chapter 12, I want to invite those of you that are part of our program to follow along with us. In case you don't have a Bible, we're going to open up chapter 12, reading verses 17 through 20. Uh, Tim, will you be able to take those verses for us as you open up uh, Ezekiel? 
Sure can, and this may be the only one I get to share because my time is uh, limited today, but I'm glad to be here for this portion. So opening up with Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 17, the prophet records, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, eat your bread with quaking and drink your water with trembling and anxiety and say to the people of the land, Thus says the Lord God to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the land of Israel. They shall eat their bread with anxiety and drink their water with dread so that her land may be emptied of all who are in it, because of the violence of all who dwell in it. Then the cities that are inhabited shall be laid waste, and the land shall become desolate, and you shall know that I am the Lord. That's an amazing prophecy. And Tim, as you read there, we noticed that the reason why was because the violence that was taking place in the land and then got promised how uh, prophesied here how these individuals will be scattered. And we noticed, uh, right, Tim, for thousands of years that that's exactly what happened. God began to uh, to scatter these people and they were eventually uh, taken captive. Uh, and, the, and the word of God was fulfilled here in this passage. It sure was. And, you know, there's, there's sometimes pre-filling of God's word and then fulfilling. So even before uh, Christ came, the Jews had been taken into exile into Babylon, but many of them had been left behind. And so when the, the Jews, the exiles from Babylon came back, they began to reestablish their society, but quickly fell under the sway of the Roman Empire. And that was true when Jesus walked the earth. But in AD 70, the Romans uh, sacked Jerusalem. They dispersed the Jews. That's why we refer to the Jews living all over the world as the diaspora, the dispersal of the Jewish people. And that was true literally until the last century. There were only a small handful of Jewish people living in Israel, which is why in the 1800s, when Mark Twain, the famous American writer, traveled to the Holy Land, he said, it is desolate. It is God forsaken. There's nobody living there. There weren't cities and villages scattered all over the country. It was a dry, desolate, God-forsaken land. And, and he recorded that in a book called Innocence Abroad. And so we can see the fulfillment of this very prophecy. And that's why it is all the more miraculous that in the last 100 to 120 years, as the Jewish people began to stream back to the land of Israel and establish their nation, the land once again is prospering. It has become like the, the Garden of Eden in terms of having milk and honey and great prosperity, and certainly a beacon of freedom there, even in the Middle East. I love that. Thank you, Tim. And as we notice here, God's word, it's true. Uh, and the reason why he says that, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So God has a plan for his people, but yet here God told them what will be coming because of the violence that was in the land. Uh, Nathan, I look at America today, man, and, and it's really uh, a similar picture with the violence and just the, the crazy things that are happening in our country, right? I think one of the best Old Testament books that gets overlooked is the book of Micah. I refer to him as God's lawyer in a book that I co-wrote with Pastor Steve Howell about the minor prophets. And it's, it's fascinating because he was weeping and wailing over the corruption of the government in his time. The government was defined by lawlessness, bribery, corruption, and violence. Matter of fact, they'd even sacked their own temple and stolen out of the money out of the temple and then they were opening up their borders and selling land to their foreigners. Does that sound familiar today? It sounds yes. very familiar. And God had a, a strict judgment on the people of Judah and uh, also in Israel. And like we know, in 722, Israel was exiled out of the land. And as Tim said, 586, the Jewish uh, Judah, the tribe of Judah and Benjamin were finally exiled. And it's wonderful to, to, that 
God wanted the people to know that I am the Lord. Why? When the land that you harvested and made bountiful becomes a wasteland, you'll know that I am God and I'm judging you for your sins. But as always, God judges for the purpose of bringing his people back to repentance and a right relationship with him. So his purpose is more than just punishment here. It's also a redemption of a remnant. Mm, I love that. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned into a Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, and Tim Moore as we're talking about fulfilled vision. So join us uh, for today's program. Nathan, that is fantastic. And, you know, uh, we, we find here in Ezekiel that there were also those false prophets, individuals with uh, with their own proverbs, if you will, regarding the things that would not happen according to Ezekiel. But yet we find prophecy being fulfilled and false prophets uh, false prophets' mouths being shut because of the accuracy of God's word. And we see that there in verses 21 through 25. Nathan, will you be able to take us there in 21 through 25? And you can't say no this time, okay? <laughs> I'll do what you say, sir. Okay. <laughs> and the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, what is this proverb that your people have about the land of Israel, Israel which says, the days are prolonged and every vision fails. Tell them, therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will lay this proverb to rest, and they shall no more use it as a proverb in Israel. But say to them, the days are at hand and the fulfillment of every vision. For no more shall there be any false vision or flattering divination within the house of Israel. For I am the Lord, I speak, and the word which I speak will come to pass. It will no more be postponed, for in your days, O rebellious house, I will say the word and perform it, says the Lord God. Nathan, this is a powerful passage because here uh, we see that uh, they have their own proverbs. Uh, I think it's almost like a lot of people today. They don't think anything is going to happen to our country. Everything is just going to continue as it is. Yet the Bible clearly says that God's word will stand, especially when when God speaks about judging sin and, and doing what's right. And here we find uh, that these individuals there, as you reference in verse 22, uh, their proverb was that you people have about in the land of Israel, which says the days are prolonged and every vision fails. And yet God's word stands true, right, Nathan? Absolutely. They also had another saying is that whenever they thought that an enemy would come to invade and destroy them, they would say three times, the temple, the temple, the temple. I thought the same thing, Nathan. Those folks back in the, that day thought, you know, we're immune from God's judgment because his dwelling place is right here. And in our country, we don't claim to have the temple. But a lot of people think, well, we're a Christian nation. God would not possibly judge us or, or pour out any wrath on America. And yet we have flaunted his his laws and we, we basically rebel and shake our fist in his face figuratively by embracing wickedness, by, by not only tolerating, but celebrating the murder of unborn children, abomination in the form of uh, homosexual marriage and, and gender confusion, and telling the rest of the world they have to adopt our false ideology. And so we've abandoned our own Christian roots. And I think that the Lord will judge us even more harshly for that very fact. Well said, Tim. What a wonderful point there. And, and that's what we're finding. Ezekiel here was dealing with these stiff-necked uh, uh, people, and, and oftentimes they didn't want to hear the truth, so they were willing to listen uh, to those that would tickle their ears and tell them the things that, that they wanted to hear. And, and that's part of the problem that we're finding today uh, with so many of God's people. They're looking for individuals that are willing to tickle their ear, but when it comes to telling them uh, for uh, when it comes to people that are telling them the truth that they don't want to hear. And what a sad indictment that is, that they're willing to listen 
to false teachers and false prophets rather than the word of God. And you see the, the Bible in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 18 through 22, is clear in terms of uh, the test for a true prophet and a false prophet. Nathan, we've, to- we've spoken about this before, but for someone who's not familiar, would you be able to read for us there in Deuteronomy 18, verses 18 through 22? Sure. Let me pull it up here. Deuteronomy 18, 18 through 22. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren. I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And it shall be that whoever does not hear my words, which speaks in my name, I will require it of him. And the, but the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? But when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. I love that. And I'm not sure if Tim is, is still there with us. But but Tim, this is uh, this is something very powerful because the, we see the penalty in the Old Testament for false prophets and how they were to dealt with. And today we find just uh, everywhere is littered with all these false prophets and false prophecy, especially through social media. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Tim did have to st- step out, but it reminds me so much, Vic, of this is the Old Testament version of it, but the New Testament version of it is in 2 Peter 3. So here we've got scoffers coming in the last days, as 2 Peter 3, 3 says. They walk according to their own lust, and what do they say? Where is the promise of his, Jesus' is coming? And they say, for since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. In other words, nothing's changed. You know, the promises that he made uh, three times in Revelation 22 that I'll be back, I'm coming back. They're like, nah, that's not going to happen. And verse 5 says, they willfully forget that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in water, by which that which they perished being flooded with water. But the heavens and earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So what are the two things that they deny? They deny that the earth was created and they deny that God judged the earth by the flood. And you could say three, they deny that God will ever return to judge the earth for its sins. And brother, that brings us all the way back to Ezekiel, that portion we just read where the people are like, yeah, the days are prolonged. In other words, hey, our days aren't cut short. Everything's good. And every vision of our downfall, that fails. That never happens. Brother, what we're reading from Ezekiel, which was 2,600 years ago, is no different than what the people are saying today. Excellent point, Nathan. And Nathan, and that's why I love going back to Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 24, because, you know, uh, it said, for no more shall there be any false visions or flattering divination within the house of Israel. And the, the reality is God is going to deal with these false prophets and false teachers and his word will become true. And that's what we notice about the accuracy of the Bible and also what the Bible has to say regarding those that want to twist the scriptures. Uh, and Nathan, it's just amazing the correlation between what's happening today and what was taking place in the time of Ezekiel. And if anybody has uh, spiritual eyes and spiritual ears uh, to hear and see, they will see that we're, we're very well lined up with those times even today. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's fascinating to read this because uh, one of the main judgments that God had for the people of Israel in Ezekiel's time period was the fact that they'd become very idolatrous. Uh, they broke the first and second commandments 
all the time. They followed after the Baals and the Ashtoreths and the Molechs, horrible evil. They're demons. They really, they, they switch from worshiping God to worshiping demons. And God being, he says, a jealous God, jealous for their love because they're his children and he loves them, wanted them to have the right relationship with him. So, you know, it got to the point where if we went back to Deuteronomy again, the prophecy of Moses had that if you all continue to rebel and be idolatrous, God is going to exile you out of the land. Here we are, Ezekiel. He's one of the first exiles out of the land with the first group under King Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, so it's happening in Ezekiel's lifetime. And he's pointing back saying, hey, God is going to exile us out of the land. Why? Because it will cure us of our idolatry and our occultism. And that's exactly what happened. When a remnant 70 years later returned, uh, by then Babylon was overthrown by the Medo-Persians. And uh, Darius let the Jewish people return to the land of Israel. And when the people got to go back, what were they cured of? Idolatry and divination or occultism. They, they no longer did that. So sometimes God has to really show some tough love to cure us of our sins. Excellent point, Nathan. And Nathan, you and I know that some prophecy are fulfilled uh, near, far, and further for our future. And, and that's what they thought. They thought, oh, this is not going to happen. Uh, we're fine where we are. And yet in the following verses, we notice that certain prophecies will be fulfilled because they're in, going back to Ezekiel chapter 12, verses 26 through 28. It says, again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, look, the house of Israel is saying, the vision that he sees is for for many days from now. And he prophesied of times far off. Therefore say to them, thus says the Lord God, none of my words will be postponed anymore, but the word which I speak will be done, says the Lord God. So in other words, right, Nathan, some people are like, oh, you know what? This is, again, we have time. We can continue to do what we want. This is far off. And yet the the the, the Lord says, you have no idea how near this is to being fulfilled. Right. Yeah. Uh, Michael also refers to him as Lee's men. Lee's was the leftover grape portions when you make wine. You know, some of the, the fruit wasn't purely uh, liquid. So you get this briny substance that had to be scraped off. And he was pointing to the fact that Lee's men is the briny leftover scrapings that the Lord's going to scrape away to leave the pure and rich wine, an analogy of what the Lord wants here. What the Lord wants is people who love him and are willing to obey him and have a perfect relationship with him. The rest are lees, they're dross, they're a waste, and God will end up destroying them. And for those who sit there and say, ah, judgment will never come. Brother, judgment came to the people in Ezekiel's time. As Tim said earlier, they came during the first century as the Romans. And they will again, as the Antichrist takes over the world and uh, just subjugates the Jewish people and those who get saved during the tribulation to tremendous suffering, all for the purpose of bringing a remnant to repent and return to him. I love that. You know, Nathan, you and I have been teaching Bible prophecy for a long time. And some of the things with prophecy is that certain things will happen in, in at a certain time. Then some are in the future and some have yet to be fulfilled. But the word of God is always accurate. It reminds me when you and I went through the book of Daniel and Daniel was given these different visions and these prophecies that will take place in the future. And he really didn't understand uh, what was going on or when these things will be fulfilled, much like we're here, we're reading here in Ezekiel that uh, some of these prophecies 
they were they were to be fulfilled, but some of them were were, were to be fulfilled in the future. And, and Nathan, this is why people sometimes get confused with the word of God, because God may tarry for for a bit. But his time clock, prophetically speaking, continues to move forward with his plan. Very well said. That's that's absolutely true. I, I think of the verse that says, Jesus uh, for God, a thousand years is like a day and a day is like a thousand years. Not a day is a thousand years, like a comparator. In other words, for humans, a thousand years is a long time. You know, that's almost, what, 300 generations. But for... Uh, <laughs> For God, it's it's a blinking of an eye, so it might seem like it's, we're taking forever for the Lord to finally come and judge evil. And brother, we live in frightening times. You know, it's interesting. I saw a video last night by J.P. Sears. He's a comedian. You can find his videos on YouTube. A uh, little warning, they can be rough at times. But it's interesting that as I've been following him over the years, I seem becoming more and more uh, realizing uh, about God, that he's coming closer to God. And he released a video this week where he talked about that evil's real and how mm -hmm. he, it wasn't a comedy skit. It was just, hey, you know, I used to think evil was just a concept, but now I know there is evil, there is a God, and there is a Satan. And evil seems to be winning. I mean, every time you turn you mentioned uh, the FBI raid on Trump's home, a complete lack of respect for a former president. They'd never do that to Bill Clinton or, or Barack Obama. Uh, we're seeing government totally want to be a one-party system and using force and corruption to get it. And it's on a global scale. And so you could leave the Christian today in dismay. Now you think, oh man, they own the government, they own the media, they own the education system, they own the law enforcement system, they're taking over the military. Uh, there is nothing left for conservatives that are based on Judeo-Christian values. But J.P. Sears said this, he says, you know what, that really got me down. And then I realized God is on our side. And brother, that made me stop. For a guy who I doubt is, is saved, and I think he's getting close, but for a guy who isn't saved that he recognized that, is an important reminder to us that, yes, as, as much as it looks like the world system has taken over and evil is flourishing, we have the almighty divine creator of the universe on our side, and he promises that he will be victorious over evil one day. He's biding on his perfect time, and we're just waiting for it. And brother, that's why verse 28 resonates. Thus says the Lord God, none of my words will be postponed anymore, but the word which I speak will be done, says the Lord God. Woo, that is powerful, Nathan. Thank you so much. That is fantastic. What encouragement news uh, that is for us today. Much like Ezekiel was saying to the individuals at their time, these prophecies might seem far off, but we know that God is going to fulfill them. And, and I love that, thus says the Lord, Nathan, because in other words, it's going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Isn't it saying, thus says the Lord? I mean, that has got such weight to it, doesn't it? I just love that. You know, Daniel, like I was saying in Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 through 4, and also Revelation uh, chapter 1, uh, verses 1 and 2 and 18. Again, Daniel was showing some things in the future, and he had no idea. But then he was told, Daniel, shut the books, because this is going to be for a future time. And likewise, the Apostle John, there were certain things that were written, and it, has to be, it had to be shown to him to write it down, the things that were uh, present and the things that were going to pass and the things that were going to be in the future. And some things might seem far off, but 
the time clock is ticking so quickly now that we see Bible prophecy being fulfilled right before our eyes. So this is actually very exciting. And that's why those of you that are part of this program, we often encourage you that this is an opportunity for you to consider your relationship with God. Do you know the Lord? Because we see that the time clock is ticking and we don't know how much time we have left. This past week, I had to do a funeral for my own sister who was only 59 years old and uh, her life was over. But of course, she knew Jesus, so we're glad that she's with the Lord. But at the same time, uh, Nathan, I also had a brother that passed away just two days before uh, I, I was doing the funeral for my sister. So the reality is, we just don't know how much time we have. And God is calling us out because he loves us and he wants to start the relationship with, with individuals. And if that's you and you don't have a, re a relationship with the Lord, we want to give you an opportunity to take inventory of your life. That if God were to call you home today, uh, uh, where would you be? Uh, so Nathan, maybe that person out there that is struggling right now, they tuned into this program, they don't have a relationship with the Lord. Might you be able to share with them how they can start a relationship even right now? Well, remember that probably the most non-verse in the Bible, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Make that your verse, your life verse. Turn to the Lord Jesus in faith and repentance. Pray from your heart. Dear Jesus, I know I'm a savior, a sinner. I need a savior. Uh, Lord, please forgive me my sin and be the Lord and savior of my life. And Jesus will forgive you of your sins. The guilt will be washed away and you will inherit eternal life with him. I love that. Thank you so much, Nathan. Hey, and if you place your trust in Jesus Christ with that very simple prayer and commitment, we would love to hear from you. Give us a call, 305-992-9537. Reach out to the ministry here, Christ in Prophecy. And we would love to pray with you or send you a study guide so that you can grow in your relationship with the Lord. We're very excited to see what God is doing uh, in your lives. And we also encourage you, continue to grow in the knowledge of the Lord. Find a church, get plugged in, Grow there. Tell the pastor you accepted the Lord and that you want to be baptized. And again, the Lord is coming back soon and we just need to be ready. So, Nathan, it's really awesome that we have this opportunity to prepare people for eternity, because oftentimes, again, people think they have so much time, but we really never know. Today could be our last day, right? It could. Either we'll die or we'll be raptured. And so, brother, I'm looking forward to the rapture part, aren't you? <laughs> I am right there with you, Nathan, and we believe that's uh, that's one of those next events in the calendar. So we want to encourage people to look up because the Lord is coming back very, very soon. So, Nathan, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. I mean, every time you, myself and Tim get together, it seems like time just triples. It goes so much faster. Yeah, a thousand years is like a day for us, right? <laughs> You're absolutely right. But we do want to share to our listeners that we uh, to stay tuned. We have other programs uh, uh, for them to tune in and we'd love for them to uh, continue to be part of our program and keep us in prayer. But of course, we did run out of time for this segment uh, of the program. And we want to encourage those of you that are part of the program. Again, continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. God loves you. He has a wonderful plan for your life. Well, Vic Batista and Nathan Jones saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Thank you for being part of our program, and you guys have a great day.